Everybody, Cable Smith, welcoming each and every one of you into episode 39 of Justified Pursuit. Thank you so much for being here. As always, riding shotgun with me, my good friend, hunting buddy, the counselor, Chisholm Cook. How in the world are you, man? Uh, as I was telling you before our call, um, sore in sort of an annoying way. Uh-huh. Uh, but other than that, I'm good. I'm just whining. How much, I mean, how deep do you want to go into that conversation we were having off the air? <laughs> Depends on which part. Uh, I was you're talking. A, you're kind of on a heater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The the, <laughs> the spouse and I, uh, my lovely bride, uh, due to COVID, uh, had to let some distance grow between us. And um, this week, things are looking up in that regard. Maybe that's why I'm sore. Mm. And a little more work than normal, uh, but in a good way. No, I've been doing uh, three days in a row is good for any couple. <laughs> Especially ones that have been married as long as we have. Probably going to have to take a night off, but hopefully we'll get right back in that rhythm. Well, that's always the woman that wants the night off. Uh, right, I don't, don't want a night that's off. That's not a thing for for me or you or most I don't guys. Want, I, don't I don't want a night off. She's going to be so annoyed by this. She's, <laughs> she listens. <laughs> Un- unlike your wife. who we, uh, my, we can... my wife would never do that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the, the other day she was like, just randomly, she's like, so I was listening to the show and I was like, oh, yeah? <laughs> really? <That's> right. <laughs> Aaron's going to get it tonight, um, but she's never going to hear this. So Ashley can tell her right. what I say about her. There you go. Um, no, but uh, the, the soreness, I was telling you that uh, I do these on it six programs. They came out with these last summer, mm-hmm. kind of at the height of lockdown stuff. They started releasing online workout content on it is the Austin based supplement and fitness company that Joe Rogan owns part of. Um I think their shit is awesome, man. Their products are great. In fact, the stuff right here, Alpha Brain. Yeah, so that's the only one that I've taken. You've got me yeah. on that. And I think the first time you gave it to me was in the Elkwoods. Right. Like, here, you want to be super focused? And and stop jacking around? Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, and then I ordered some on uh, Jeff Bezos, dropped it off at my house one time. But that's uh, nice of him. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't had it since then, but I did. I did think it was pretty good. Uh, are you supposed to mix the ones that we had with water, though? Because I just was like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. We were just like just taking them out of those little pouch. Them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do think they hit you way harder when you do that, way faster. <laughs> They're very effective when you just dump the powder in your mouth, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, like their supplements, I think, are great. Um, so his partner on it is this guy named Aubrey Marcus, who's a really interesting cat. Um, he's a born and raised Texan guy. Um comes from some money i think his old man was in the oil and gas business and he was kind of like a free-spirited lost soul in his early 20s is kind of the gist i get and went down to south america and did a couple of ayahuasca journeys (laughs) yeah no for real and he said that the plants told him to make a supplement company out of you know natural botanicals and all of these different plants that help the human body Uh perform and that set him on the journey of starting on it. And I don't really know the story of how he got with Rogan, but um, well, they, the the ayahuasca probably has a lot to do with it. Has to have 
there's, there's some some connection <laughs> initial sure. conversation but uh, now they're into now they're into all these kind of cool like uh what's the word i'm looking for you know alternative like you know, alternative workout like implements and stuff like you know they sell a whole line of kettlebells but they also sell maces like a mace is a pole with a ball heavy ball on the end right and there's all these cool ways to swing them and uh they sell these little clubs uh you know i mean literally it looks like a freaking club that you'd you know like that a circus performer would juggle with but some of them are really heavy right and all that stuff kettlebells maces uh clubs it's all about like offsetting the weight and that creates this like ballistic effect when you're swinging it around and so they have these six-week programs for each one of those types of implements plus a barbell program and a body weight program and last summer i did the kettlebell and the mace um and then this i'm on i'm four weeks through um i guess i'm into the fifth week the uh the club routine this summer other than two weeks off for covid and um the badass thing i like about on it at this stage of my life especially is they've got this dedicated like 12 minute warm-up and then yeah. 12 12 to 15 minute cool down with like a lot of yoga style stretching the workout we did last year at the uh at your deer lease during turkey season was that one of the things like the 100 kettlebell swings 100 push-ups 100 no I, I just made that up but it's going to be a similar style of working out right it's just like all of this th this these workouts this on at six program they're all circuit style like that yeah. um i just made that up like when i'm you know at the ranch or hunting or something and all i've got is a kettlebell then it's like okay we'll do push-ups kettlebell swings body I still squats. do that workout occasionally oh it's great 100 dude. kettlebell swings is like a great target yeah yeah with a with yeah. a heavy kettlebell yes if you do 100 kettlebell swings you've done some work for the day for sure mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's why you're sore not yeah i think why, mostly from the sore but that's why you're sore. <laughs> <laughs> man uh, it, that's called uh it, it's called the theater of, of radio or something like that right like that <laughs> it, it's the uh, uh, you're supposed to let the imagination kind of go and not be so explicit <laughs> oh, oh okay sorry <laughs> um i think it's from the stretching it's got this badass stretching routine at the end when you're all like whipped and worn up, warmed up and everything then you do this like intense deep stretching and God, i'm getting more and more range of motion but it's like as i gain range of motion i get sore in new ways I need to start stretching. I'm the most unflexible I've ever been in my life. And it's like playing soccer. I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to be able to, like, reach over and stop that ball. And now I can barely bend over. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, getting old you know, is the worst. Our, I think it was our first elk hunt, maybe our, like, second. But we were sitting in a tent. And you were just sitting, like, you know, with your legs either crossed or in front of you. And even kind of just, like, slumped over and you were – I don't even know what you're doing, but at that time I had gotten so tight that I literally couldn't sit on my butt and like put my socks on. It was a real struggle to, mm -hmm. to like work down on my feet in a seated position and sitting like, you know, cross-legged Indian style was not even an option for oh, me. Like oh, I, whoa, I literally just couldn't sit that you way. You can't say that. Yeah, I can. You can't say Indian <laughs> that's, style. That's what I said. No, no uh they tell my kids it's crisscross Chris. applesauce yeah and i said hey kids don't be ignorant it's called indian style <laughs> uh, there's nothing defamatory about it whatsoever i heard somebody the other day um 
You know, I think, Indians, I think it was a comedian. Do the Indians really care? And if they do, uh, are, are they just not going to be happy until anything that says Indian in front of it is gone? Like, it's kind of like the, we're just erasing the, it. Like, the only, insane. the only native people in this country that care about a word like Indian style are so woke that that's just like the easiest thing to grab hold. Like, no, I don't think they care, man. I don't either. Now, you know, I, the whole Redskins thing, I, I kind of understand. Like, maybe they, a lot of them maybe didn't like that. But to refer to sitting cross-legged as Indian style, I don't know. I mean, I that's just a way that humans I'm have sat that way not. since forever. So but, it's probably a fallacy, but it's certainly not like, it's not derogatory, right? I could see how Redskins is racist, right? I don't see right, how like, the Braves or the Indians uh, would be like anything other than an honor. Like here, we've got this athletic team of gladiators named the sport and we're going to come and kick your ass. And we've got a cool name like the Braves or I'll say this Seminoles, like whatever. So the Seminoles, the Seminole tribe has, does continue and has always supported Florida, Florida state using right. their tribe proper name as their mascot. But I, 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 I won't pretend like I can't see a little bit of legit frustration from the idea that it's like, we came here, we conquered you, we took your land, and now we'll just, you know, use the names that we gave you, because Indian was not what they called themselves, right? to, you know, na name a baseball team. And there you go. You're honored now. <laughs> like, it's... I mean, okay. I mean... You make a good point. Yeah, it's not... <laughs> it's, it's not, <clears throat> you know... But to your point... Indians and Braves, I still find less offensive probably than Redskins. That's like, that was actually like, yeah. a, like a, you know, a, that would be a slang term that right. was used, right? So I was uh, against just because I don't like change, but I certainly think out of all of the ones uh, that could have used changing, that was at the top of the list. Right. Yeah. But I, I would say Indian slash Braves, I can still. What about Blackhawks? That's a tribe, right? Was that Blackhawks is a tribe. Okay. Um, and yeah, I would have to defer to that specific tribe. I mean, part of the reason I, I bring up the Seminole thing is not because I think that they're like totally right for their perspective compared to other people who might be offended. It's because it's their damn name. And if they're cool with it, then everybody else needs to shut the F up. Right. 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 But Indians is like referring to all of them. And mm -hmm. so if two thirds of them are annoyed by that, then maybe we should respect that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, or yeah absolutely. I don't know um, where the Blackhawks stand on the hockey team named we weren't really even planning on talking about that but interesting stuff. Little detour. as far as racism goes england <laughs> lost the european championship they haven't won a major tournament since 1966 this is where football was created football soccer i mean the real football right not american football i don't have any problem calling it football it's a game played exclusively with your feet unlike our football so right seems, which is played with your hands like makes sense <laughs> right uh but anyway they haven't won a tournament since the World Cup in 1966. They get to the championship of the European finals, which is probably the second most prestigious soccer tournament other than the yeah. World Cup. Um, and they lost on penalty kicks, ironically. And my woke brother, who I was watching the game with, the youngest one, was the first one to point out, oh, my gosh, the only people that missed the penalties for England were black. Okay, so the two white guys went. They made them. The three next guys were black, all missed. <laughs> and then English people went nuts. And 
I mean, the, obviously the lost game, but the bad apples started making it a race thing, right? My brother didn't say it from a place of racism. He actually predicted. He's like, oh no, the the, the people that they're going to have a heyday with this. So I, w- I would say his woke indoctrination helped him pick up on that pretty quickly. I didn't. I didn't even know. I mean, I was watching the same game as him. That's what I'm saying. England lose. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Anti-racism training means you're going to notice the race of the people. Yeah. And yeah. and foresee a problem. Before, where everybody else what, would have just what said, was oh, also ironic was that Italy didn't have a single black player on the team because we've already talked about how racist they are. They throw bananas at opposing players and then they have to play their games in front of empty stadiums, much like uh, the Mexican national team is going to do, which we talked about, I think, last week uh, because of their anti-gay chant that they uh, used against the U.S. and Costa Rica. But, um, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Hey, here, here we are, America. You're the most racist country in the world. Oh, wait. England's in the news because they're being racist towards their own players because they're black and they miss penalty shots. It's insane, dude. That, that shit would never happen here. If a black player in the NFL drops a game-winning touchdown, no one says, oh, he, it was because he was black. I mean, that's what happened and, in England. No, you're 100% right. But, but we're so I, racist. That I, we I, thought, to... I, I thought about making the racist point that if a player in the NFL drops a touchdown, there's like an 80% chance they're black in the first place. That's true. That is true. <laughs> so it doesn't seem to your point like something anybody would need to throw a fit about it. Okay, let's let's do like this. Okay, so a penalty shot is like a skill. I'm sorry. It's a skill deal, a, a fact, skill though. thing. Let's say you missed the game-winning free throw in the NBA finals. Would they ever say, oh, he miss it because he's black if he was a white player he would have made again no. they don't again, but that's what the, they did in the, in the nba you'd have a 75 percent chance that the player Do i need to say okay what about golf <laughs> tennis jeez moving on it was just a point of hey look at how racist the rest of the world really is uh and what's really well, it, bad. I, uh, let's just keep on this tangent i guess uh i was listening to uh that dave rubin podcast i've told you about the dave rubin show mm-hmm. give it its proper name uh, that I've mentioned on the show before. I think it was yesterday's episode. And he was talking about Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball's new, dude, I want to say it was like $1.5 billion that he threw out there. Huh. Maybe it was $150 million. Either way, a staggering sum of money that Major League Baseball as a whole was going to be committing to uh, growing the sport among the black community. Um, which if you've paid any attention to baseball, I know you have over the last uh, like three decades, mm-hmm. for sure, the last 20 years. Uh, this is not a new phenomenon that black kids just aren't that into baseball and therefore don't get they don't grow up playing baseball. They don't end up pro baseball players. It just is what it is. Right. Like, right. The sport is dominated by, you know, white Americans and Latinos. Latin America, Latin Americans. Most of the black skinned people in the in, in Major League Baseball are actually from the Dominican or, you know, some other yeah, uh, no, Latin American place, Central or South American place. <clears throat> so this is just, you know, version f- not even 2.0, like 9.0 of them, you know, taking a, this moment of, you know, this moment in time where they've already planted their flag in support of anti-racism by bailing out of the state of Georgia under false pretenses about what their election reform looked like. Complete lies. Did you know, dude, that even... So I the, saw so a commercial, and I watched part of the All-Star game last night because Henry was into it. 
Dude, there was a commercial from a Georgia politician who was black. I don't remember his name. I should have looked this up. I didn't know we were going to talk about it. Um, that Talking about how Major League Baseball stole their All-Star game from them. Good. That's dude, badass, the dude. The All-Star game. That's awesome. How they got good. Going. I think I know the guy you're talking about. He's got nothing nice to say about CNN either. Um, well, he sounds like a guy I'd like to hang great, out with. Great dude. Yeah. Former Democrat, right? Did, or I guess you didn't look him up at all. That, that I, guy. I bet I, I, bet I know who I you're talking about. I honestly forgot. I saw it until just now. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. This is should have actually made a point to talk about that. So if I'm not mistaken, Georgia wanted to strengthen voter ID laws. It's not like they didn't have them at all. They they basically were just sort sorry, of strengthening them. You're going to refer to those the proper terminology is Jim Crow laws 2.0. Right. Yeah. So so the MLB moved the All-Star game to Colorado sure. in protest sure, sure, yep. where they already had the same law on the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mhm. I'll make sure to track that down for the show notes. Anyway, um, what was the so so Ruben's talking about how much this, money they're spending, right? All the money they're spending to make their game more equitable for black people. And it's like, dude, maybe they're just not into your slow ass fucking game. Like, don't get me wrong. I love baseball, but it's slow, dude. Mm-hmm. And call me a racist. But you know what? A lot of black people are fast. Mm-hmm. That's not any secret, right? They like. They maybe just generally culturally like more fast paced sports, right? Right. That whatever the reason is, or you know what it could have a lot to do with, and maybe this is part of baseball's real problem. They don't really want anybody talking about is they don't make it to the major leagues anymore. At least as an American, unless you're playing club ball from the age of seven and your mom and dad are dragging you all over the damn country, spending money on hotel rooms Dude, and like $600 bats. So you can make the college world series. Dude, do you have any idea? Like, of all the American-born yeah, players in the major D leagues, Marini. it's like my my son's like, "Can I get a new bat?" I was like, "Son, you're playing club soccer, which I'm happy to pay for you. If you want to play club baseball, you need to find a new dad that has an interest <laughs> Who's in not- driving your ass around God's creation every weekend." I said, "No, you." I honestly said, "You can play club baseball or club soccer. You can play the other one for fun." So we do rec baseball, club soccer. I prefer it that way because the baseball thing. Are uh, my neighbor. His son did it. They, they they didn't go to church for like months. They play every Sunday. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, dude. And, and it's it, like, it, yeah, 45 minutes away, an hour away, and then you're there all damn day. When we were kids, it was just a baseball league that you played in during the summer, right. maybe fall ball, and then if you played in high school, that that was it. You know, <laughs> these these tournament teams, these kids don't even play in leagues anymore. It's just tournaments, right? And, and like With I said, I mean, so seriously. Bats. If you if you look at the American born players in ma- the major leagues right now, I remember seeing this a few years ago because um, I think they were talking maybe about Steven Strasburg in particular at the time he was pitching. All of them, dude, like like ninety something percent of the guys who go who make it to the majors were playing club ball like in elementary school mm-hmm. and doing you know and doing you know most of them played in the actual college World Series tournaments because right. they were on the ultra elite teams that got you there right. So anyway. Maybe Major League Baseball just simply does have a equity problem in that, yeah, it's an expensive ass game these days to get For any sure. good at compared sure. to like, your point, soccer. But even to become you know a world elite soccer player, you have to be impoverished area basketball hoops, like right parks and stuff. Baseball fields, not so much, really, you know, and it takes more equipment. You got to have glove, bat, ball. Here's a hoop and it's permanent, and here's a basketball. Right. I mean, it's the same principle with soccer. With soccer, exactly. all you need is a ball 
and you can Why, make Brazil up a goal. Is so good, well, right? You can say those two trips. telephone poles are the goal, and whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Dude, I've played in Brazil on soccer fields. They don't have in the Amazon jungle. They don't have lawn mowers. You know what mows the lawn or the the field? Cows. So right. what's on the field? Shit, cow Ooh. shit. You're running around, and they're playing bare feet. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna keep my shoes on. That's kosher, guys. But uh, well, I, so the point is. 60 something percent whatever the you know rough let's call it roughly 60 percent of the american population is white right and mm. i think the statistics he was breaking down were that 13 you know, percent are african-american by the way right and yeah. roughly you know half of major league baseball players are, are white um 30 something percent are in the big huge lump sum category of hispanic latin latino whatever um even though that represents a dozen different countries um, you know, 2.5% are Asian, uh, 5% or something like that are black American. Right. And, and so, you know, one of the claims of the anti-racist movement is if you have discrepancies like that, if you run a big organization and there's not roughly equal representation from each race classification in your organization, as there is in the, demo, the general demographics of the population there, you must have a race problem. Again, doesn't have anything to do with the preferences of the people in each of those groups. It's the, oh, your organization's racist. This right? is like the airline saying we're going to have more <clears throat> minority pilots. Right. Right. We're going to so go we out and we're, we're going to go out. We're going to go out and we're going to make, you know, black people become pilots that right. don't apparently care to as it stands right now. But somehow we're going to make them want to. They're going to come signing up in droves. <laughs> anyway, so we switched over to basketball and he was like, let's look at the statistics on basketball. I don't hear anybody saying there's not enough white people in basketball. There's, I think, 15% of the NBA is white. And again, 60% of the American Luka. population is white. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But nobody yeah, cares. That is, that is, and that's cool. That's I don't care point. about that. That is a great point. I, mean, I want to watch I the best either. basketball. I don't care. Right. Show me the best basketball players. Who cool. can jump the highest? 75% of them happen the to be black. And shoot the best. Right. That makes the game fun to watch. And in baseball, I guess... You're talking Let's be honest when the when the white people were, were ruling the NBA, that shit was boring. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the ball uh, right. up I mean, the court, <laughs> set a pick, dribble, have a dribble, set dribble, shot. dribble, dribble, right? Bucket <laughs> wants to watch that. Yeah. Oh, I will say, um, that you know, I, I miss Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, my there, God. there were some, there were you know. Willie Mays, the kid. Oh, man. Remember the, the you remember, kid. You yeah. remember Andrew Jones in the early 2000s, the plays he would make at center field for the Braves, dude. That mother that was one. awesome. God, he every what was it Sunday night when they would do web gyms? He yeah. was always on one of those, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were people that didn't like Ken Griffey Jr. because he wore his hat backwards. But you know what I saw as a the kid? Prettiest swing that anyone has ever swung. Ken Griffey, yes, but also every kid playing baseball had their hat on backwards trying yeah, to he was cool griffey yeah. yeah um well let's let's talk about you know you mentioned the uh the all-star game being moved and because of voter id laws texas is trying to pass some voter id laws and but when i say that this is really what i was reading up on it for the show i think good because i didn't it requires all they're doing is requiring you on a mail-in ballot to have one of three government-issued ID numbers. That's a driver's license, a state ID, or the last four of your social security number. 
you write that inside a privacy flap and cast your vote. Currently, it only requires a signature, right? Which we know is a load of horseshit. And you and I have never been on record as saying the election was stolen. We said we, we you know, we've said what we've said. There's certainly um, abnormally ab- abnormalities that don't make a lot of sense to us. But whether it was stolen or not, we've never said that it was. Uh, but they sure made it a lot easier for Biden to get votes when all of these states, you know, did what they did. Secretaries of states, governors. Uh, circumventing their own state laws to make it easier for people to vote because of the pandemic. Okay. Let's not even say for Biden to get votes. Let's just say it sure, we sure made it easier for people to submit votes, whether or not they may have been eligible. Okay. Well, we, but then we could look at the stats and we know that conservatives typically vote in person. So the only thing I've been told throughout this entire process that it really made any sense to me was if the rules were set up to allow for cheating, you can bet your ass both sides were doing it. Fair and enough. I think, I think that's hard to argue. Okay. Well, so it, now Texas is trying to pass this to ensure election, uh, election integrity. And what's interesting is in May, our Democrats in the Texas House got up and walked out of this legislative session wasn't it just last week when i was talking about how childish leftists are just take here i'm taking my ball and i'm going home that was at the uh that was the at the end of the may that's the regular biennial session so lawmaking uh, session there they got up and left okay uh this week no it was last week when last week they did it again except this time they left on a plane full of beer no masks on and flew to Washington, D.C. as uh, a protest against what I can only say is like, again, how you're either trying to break the law by letting people that shouldn't be voting vote or you're so racist that you don't think they have one of three forms of ID. They don't have a Social Security number. Everyone has a Social Security number, right? If you're a citizen of this country. So you don't even have you don't even have to have an ID. You just have to know the number. Like you could have lost your ID. You just have to know the number, and that's racist. No, come on, man. It's this is out of all of the things that we've talked about that are utterly absurd from the Democratic Party um, over the last well, what this is episode almost forty. So this one might be the most absurd to me, Chisholm. It really might be. Yeah, they're. They're being ridiculous, and they were when Georgia's deal came up and Major League Baseball. Georgia's, was by the way, offered more voting facilities. That was one of the things that was in. Yeah, Georgia's. some of that's the thing is every one of the quote restrictions being imposed by the state of Texas is being mostly offset by other ways. There's a provision in there that makes it like mandatory that employers allow you time off to go vote. So uh, I, <clears throat> some of the other stuff that's in there, I know is uh, because of the pandemic. Drive in drive through voting became a thing. Drive through ballot drop off or, or maybe actually drive through voting itself. And the legislature wants to take that back away and say, we're not doing that going forward. That's the kind of like that's the stuff that was done just for the pandemic. Which, in my opinion, was a crock of shit in the first place. You know, is now being promoted as if is if you stop those practices that's being that's that's taking away people's sacred right to vote making voting too hard give me a break dude yeah again i'll go to france 
There's no such thing as mail-in voting in France. You have to go as a human being in person with an ID, by the way, to cast a ballot. This, again, Ruben on a totally different subject was talking about this stuff. And he was like, I went and played mini golf the other day and I had to produce a freaking ID to play mini golf. Yeah. yeah. I, Kamal Harris. I wish I'd have had you pull it, but she had a, an incredible. She's so terrible, dude. I love I love watching anybody who's not just like do yourself a favor and maybe once a week check in on national headlines about Kamala Harris and the dysfunction in her staff and the crosswise dysfunction that her staff has with the Biden staff and, you know, what ridiculous, you know, bear trap she stepped in or how she stuffed her foot all the way down her throat. She's the worst politician to ever reach this level in American politics. And it's not even close, but anyway, <laughs> she was talking about this issue and was, it was funny because <clears throat> she tried to, uh, I don't know, maybe whiten it up a little bit, make it a little less about race. Because see, the Democratic Party has already had to accept the fact that black folks realize that saying black folks can't get IDs is really effing racist. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen, but Stacey Abrams, that broad from Georgia, who is yes, a big part of the, the reason worst. why. Yeah, she's the worst. Uh, she just like three weeks ago came out and was saying we were never against voter ID laws. Oh, oh OK. Then why is the all star game? Right. Just in, like just in, like they were never Denver. against defunding the police either. Yeah. So her and like and like two or, or three shit. other. I think it was Raphael Warnock, the uh, black the guy, guy black, won, the black yeah. pastor, the black pastor that won one of those two Senate seats in Georgia saying the same thing. Ugh, All these people were saying going to a church led by someone like that. They were totally backtracking. And it's because polling shows I'm that talking about someone like a. am saying a Democratic pastor, like every everything. So many of the things that they stand on are like in clear violation of Christian that dude is a Christian is a Christian pastor and is a staunch abortion rights advocate okay that, that's and, really and his last name is warnock that sounds which sounds a lot like warlock to me anyway yeah. yeah uh the point is they're all running from the idea that voter id laws are racist because like three-fourths plus of black americans say no you should have to have a freaking id to vote in this country mm -hmm. and, and and you know why because damn near all of them have one just like damn near all Americans. And you know what black folks don't want? Illegal brown people from other places coming in and voting. <laughs> like that's yeah. called disenfranchisement. So, right? Yeah. If somebody comes in and is not a legal citizen of this country and they vote and their vote cancels out your vote, then you've been disenfranchised. Your voting, your right to a vote has been removed. Anyway, that's me speculating about the black community and I shouldn't be doing that, but I have a sense it's probably not too far off base. Well, it turns out 89%, so, and this is in a recent poll, 89% of Texas voters, including um, majorities of black, Hispanic, and Democrat voters, 89% of voters support presenting an official ID to vote. Right. And so Kamila, in an attempt to make it... percent of people to make it, think that these Democrats are morons, including their own constituents, the people that put them in office. It's like, what? Y'all get back right. to work. So, Can you imagine so, any other job, Chisholm, where you just... Say, hey, we're going to go on a private plane with some beer and we're just going to take take a few plays off, guys. You'd be fired. Right. So so Kamila, in an attempt to, to 
drag it away from race because that didn't help them, right? That whole hissy fit, childish hissy fit they threw in May about voter ID laws being racist backfired because the people that they claim they're protecting don't agree with them. Mm -hmm. Now she's making it about rural people, about what a tremendous burden it is for a rural American, which, you know, in her mind translates directly to poor, right? How hard it is for a rural American who needs to mail in vote because, you know, they live in the sticks and yet don't have transportation because there's a lot of those folks, right? Who are real worried about voting, by the way. They need to be able to vote super easily. And if you're saying that they have to get an ID presented along with a perfectly matching signature on their on their voter registration to the voter registrar's offices, then that means that they have to, she actually said this, have to find a Kinko's. And it's not not like there's any Kinko's in these rural parts of America. There's not any Kinko's anywhere, you dumbass. It hasn't been a thing in like 15 friggin' years. Post offices, churches, libraries. uh, Yeah, all those places you can vote, by the way. It is a complete and utter crock of shit. I'm enjoying the crawfishing that's going on from the left right now and all these things, man. It is. Well, number one, it, it's scary that some Americans believe it like that. Oh, yeah. Republicans are the ones that defunded the police. Oh, oh yeah, OK. Yeah. Uh, now it's the Democrats who are refunding the police. Right. We're the Democrats. They're doing such a great thing here. Now, oh, you dumbasses, if you wouldn't have created this problem. We wouldn't be here having this conversation, but they're crawfishing on a lot of this stuff. And it turns out that's because people don't like it. A hundred percent. I'm going to look this thing up because we have to, we have to listen to it. So keep talking, keep, keep ranting. Um, Yeah. So just some other stuff on this. Um, Abbott's governor Abbott said he was going to press charges on these people. I don't know if that's feasible. Um, What will happen there? Will they continue this walkout? This is a, a a redistricting, redistricting year in texas meaning they're gonna based on population trends and stuff they've got to come back for that well it's it's what happens after every census right we had the census in 2020 and so that's that's what comes out of the Why census is everything districting i don't know struggle bus Go yeah, ahead. so anyway they're gonna redraw some lines so they're gonna get their asses back here and what's gonna happen is this legislation is gonna pass let, let, let's let's Crazy. let's play kamila all right she's always good for a laugh all right, here we go. This was Kamila's most recent commentary on how it's almost impossible. Almost impossible. For the record, this video clip that I'm about to play is from an article on BET.com. BlackEntertainmentTelevision.com. Okay. They're saying it's ridiculous that she's claiming that it's almost impossible for people to comply <laughs> with the need to produce an ID to vote. That's their headline. Is agreeing to voter ID one of those compromises that you'd support? I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean. Because in some people's mind, that means, well, you're going to have to um, Xerox or, or, or photocopy your ID to send it in to prove you are who you are. Well, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't, there's no Kinkos, there's no office max near them. People have to understand that when we're talking about voter ID laws, be clear about who you have in mind and what would be required of them to prove who they are. 
of course people have to prove who they are but not in a way that makes it them it almost impossible for them to prove who they are of course people have to prove they are who, who they are but not in a way that makes it almost impossible for them to prove who they are oh i got a, an idea how about how, just show how, your dude. fucking id how about that? <laughs> of course, people have to prove who they are. That's what I took. But away not in a way that makes it almost impossible to prove who they are because they have to find a Kinko's. She's right, right though. She's fucking right, though. It's impossible to find a Kinko's because they don't exist anymore. Yeah, that is awesome. I'm glad you looked. I'm glad you. Yeah, that. we, That's we need just that. solid gold. God almighty. She's ridiculous, dude. I swear to God, if there's a if there is legitimately an American in this country who doesn't realize what a ridiculous, horrific crock of shit that woman is, they don't deserve the right to vote. They shouldn't be allowed to vote. I don't care if they've got a master's degree. Well, in fact, the only people who could legitimately defend that woman have got to be like academics who... I was going to say, they some, probably something about master's degree. Yeah, the, the, the more education and, you know, the <laughs> higher academia you get, the dumber you clearly become. But And that's coming from somebody who has a Juris Doctorate. <clears throat> No, I don't. I just have a regular old bachelor's degree, which took me seven <laughs> years to get. As I can't long, even as long say as redistricting. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. I, I talk no. on the radio for a living. Uh, struggling. Anyway. Of course, of course, people have to prove who they are, but not in ways that make it impossible for them to do so. What, what nope. is, you know, what's is that even double speak or is that just. I, I, I just realized what's impossible. Having, <laughs> having a wallet. <laughs> with an idea in it and a way to get to a place to vote. In some people, in some people's mind, that means Xeroxing or, or faxing or uh, sending a telegram. What the fuck are you talking about? Or in baby? Texas, you don't even have to have the transportation part. You just, or the ID. You don't even have to have the ID. You just have to know the last four oh. of your social. That's it. The last four of your social, which you damn sure know. This is the other thing, and, it, and it's not racist because there's white people on welfare, there's Mexican people on welfare, there's black people, and there's Asian people. You have to have that to get on welfare, Chisholm. So she's, and, and if she's talking, basically she said rural, but she means poor, right? Okay, so she's right. talking about people that are likely to be on welfare. Well, guess what, Kamila? They have a fucking ID to get your government handouts. So, dude, there's there not, you, I, I, you know what, man? I'm going to say something that's probably extraordinarily controversial. But if you're an adult in this country who does not have the wherewithal to get some form of government ID and you're not willing to suffer that slight imposition in order to exercise your right to vote, I don't need your effing vote. Right. Plain and simply. Because my guess is you're, you're not well enough informed or you don't care enough, or your priorities are so effing far out of whack that whatever vote you could possibly cast would be potentially corrupted and, and vote cast for the, all the wrong reasons. Like somebody came and gave you 20 bucks to do it. Maybe right. that. But even without that, like I just like if you don't care enough about yourself, your family, whoever the fuck might be, you know, dependent upon you or looking to you for some sort of you know, with some sort of expectations, if you don't have the wherewithal to go get yourself a, a damn ID and register to vote, I don't need your, I don't, I don't care. We, we, we call it we, to vote. That's what I'm saying, right. dude. Like I'm right. straight up. I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, 
I care about that person's situation. Yeah. But I don't care for their vote. That's a very low bar, man. It's an extraordinarily low bar to say, we expect you to have a voter ID. Oh, and we expect when you register to vote that the signature on your registration matches the mail-in ballot that you requested that you didn't fucking need because you could have gotten on a bus, taken a walk, or gotten a ta- a Uber or whatever to go vote in person. Excuse me if we expect each individual in this country who has the right to vote to exercise one and only one vote and we have an ability to actually qualify and clarify that. <clears throat> There's a meme on Instagram right now. On one side is the state of California over which it says, you know, California Democratic Committee is, you know, requiring perfect. Remember when they were culling the two million uh, recall votes that they got back in yeah. like May, which we've, we covered? Uh-huh. Yeah. Remember how they had to keep they had to hit a hundred one point five million for a recall and they were like one point six hitting one point seven. And the question was, would they be able to eliminate enough of those uh, signatories on the uh, petitions in order to get back below 1.5, right? They don't, and they do required elections. They required signature matching between the petitioners and I guess I think their voter registration. Meanwhile, the Democratic National Committee convention is throwing a hissy fit and saying that the, this is the worst assault on American democracy since the Civil War that states like Georgia and Texas and a whole bunch of others are requiring signature matching on your voter registration and your actual effing ballot. So if it means getting rid of a Democratic politician in California who's a disaster, a horrible, sorry-ass piece of shit disaster, your signatures better match, you right-wing terrorist motherfuckers who want to, you know, remove the great and powerful Gavin Newsom. Meanwhile, you know, if it's national-level election politics, we don't even want them to have to provide an ID. You know, yeah, ever. Yeah. No, their hypocrisy knows no bounds. Um, did you see that? The you look like you're enjoying my rant at the moment. You're just I, sort of I, I'm enjoying. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting old. My back's hurting. So I've got my feet up. I'm relaxing and just enjoying where you're taking me. Um, <laughs> now, did you see this, though? The White House is preparing to fight back on COVID vaccine disinformation war so they're actually having uh think tanks where they are preparing to i I, to me it says we're preparing to censor again even more heavy-handed than we were anything that comes out that says don't get a vaccine or have you have you seen that that there are people within the democratic both convention like the committee or the dnc and the biden administration who want your text messages oh yeah dude yeah Yeah. they want they want our cell phones monitored for the sharing of dude (laughs) when ted cruz sat in the the house in the in the senate chambers last i guess like august september uh-huh. And, and explained to, um, I can't ever remember that so douchebag's name, but Cruz. what's the Twitter CEO's name? Uh, Jack Dorsey, mm-hmm. that he had attempted to send a link to the New York Post article about Hunter Biden's laptop to somebody by direct message, private direct message through Twitter, and it got bl- blocked. And everybody suddenly is explaining, yeah, I can't even share this article. Now they're going to do it. <laughs> that was bad enough, man. 
but now they're going to do it across different carriers as text messages between individuals or small groups of people, or at least they're talking about it. I don't know if it's going to happen, man. But the fact that the left in this country is talking about that, combating, quote, misinformation that people share amongst themselves. Like I said, I happen to know somebody who's writing a book that's going to be based. <laughs> this is going to be a real major theme of it, man. Like I, yeah. I, I, uh, dude, it's, it's terrible. And we just saw what Canada did. We talked about that briefly, but it's worth mentioning again at 2 AM. They had like a <laughs> emergency meeting where Trudeau and his cronies passed this law. I think it was like CR 131. Uh, to where now they can control the internet. You know who controls the internet? Com- uh, countries like China yeah. control the internet in, the, in their country. There's no free flow of information when the government is only showing you what they want you to see. And that's, that, that's how the brainwashing starts. That's 1984 in a nutshell. And to, to say, I mean, the Patriot Act is bad enough, right? To think that they could be monitoring the messages on our cell phones. Okay. Well then define domestic terrorist. Cause that's the next thing that comes to mind. Oh, the one that, so it, it, domestic, so they can just domestic, say, Oh yeah. You, domestic extremism is the one you have to watch for. Yeah. Because a, a domestic terrorist was already on the watch list. I was listening to something about this just a couple of days ago, but you can go back to specifically the Obama administration. I think they even specifically said it was 2012 when uh, the Patriot Act was due for basically renewal. Uh, a lot of times those types of laws have a what's called a sunset provision, which means yeah. that 10 years in, then they just like go away unless they get actively renewed by the legislature. So they renewed the Patriot Act and added language then about monitoring domestic terrorism. So there's already been law in the United States that allowed for the intelligence agencies to be tracking us to make sure that we're not, you know, conspiring for some sort of revolution. But the word domestic extremism is the one I keep hearing them use, right? That's the that's what Facebook is combating when they when you know you go online to Facebook now and it says, "Have you been associating with you know extremists, right wing extremists?" <clears throat> I think I said this the other day, dude, but if you can declare that words are violence, yeah. then we're, then you're already at the point where the wrong words spoken or typed out on the internet can make you a terrorist because what is a terrorist? It's somebody who exacts violence upon a community for political purposes. So if words themselves are violence, then then using those bad, harmful, violent words online becomes an act of terrorism itself, even if it doesn't actually lead to anything close to what would be traditionally considered fucking violence, which in general means physical harm to somebody. No, well, you deserve to have your safety. Not even in general, very specifically. Your emotions cannot be um, infringed upon by my train of thought. You have a safe space, Chisholm, and if I'm violating yeah, the whole world. The whole world is the safe space. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. And my kids don't get participation trophies. So, but fuck your, fuck your feelings. All of that only goes one direction, right? <clears throat> because when the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir decides to release a 
video Dude. where they sing about how they're going. Yeah, we are coming to indoctrinate your kids. That is something that offends, I would imagine, pretty damn near half the country, maybe more. I would think anybody who's grossly offends and turn your, and, turn your and, mic down and, just a little. Um, well, and I've talked about my sister-in-laws on the show before. They're lesbians. They're married. They have two kids. They didn't like that messaging. And of course I mean, they didn't. In, they're in that community. Dude. But as parents, they're like, this is disgusting. And I imagine I don't I can't put a percentage on it on to speak for the gay community. I have no idea. I imagine the vast majority of them thought that was just absolute filth. Yeah, I, I have very little doubt. Um, and it's really funny because the day after it came out and ignited a shitstorm on the internet, if you were to Google that, which I did either yesterday or the day before, every news article that didn't say Fox underneath it was an article about how right-wing extremists flip out about the San Francisco gay men's choirs um, spoof video right. or they, they basically downplayed it as it was all it was all satirical and look at these evil right-wing extremists who got upset about it and it's like forgive us if we weren't all in on the joke that wasn't that damn funny did we talk about this last week or not no i think it happened since the last time we yeah recorded. so it brings up an interesting question though right um do you need to because they said we're gonna will like the chorus was will convert your children Okay, so you're going to convert them, but if, if I always thought you were telling me you were born that way, so why do they need converting? So the whole thing was inter interesting to me on that front. Like, okay, so so in, if you're going to convert them, then is there a connotation there that that's evil? I don't know, but I mean, I, you and I don't have any problem. There was nothing but creepy. Homosexuality. I don't give a damn about it one way or the other. You do you do you, man. Have you've got one life to live? Fine. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, but if you're gonna talk about con conversion, then that makes me think. Oh, I think everyone should watch it. It's pretty it's pretty scary. It's horrible, dude. There was nothing appropriate about it at all. And I don't care if it was a joke. Generally, I'm not one to censor jokes, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think I, I can't stand woke culture, I can't stand snowflakery. I can't stand safe spaces or any of that crap, right? But there are jokes that aren't appropriate. And if you're the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir, quote, making a joke about converting people's children, you shouldn't be surprised when they don't find it funny. Mm -hmm. And the American media shouldn't rush to your sissified defense because that people got offended. People don't take their kids lightly, period. And it doesn't make them a bigot. So get your kids vaccinated. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? If we had anybody that was on the fence about, like, you know, possibly a, a liberal or a leftist that listens to our show, they probably don't anymore after this episode. So, it's been a good one. It's been a dandy. I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, oh, so anyway. But uh, the, real quick, hold on. So, so <clears throat> the fact that nine out of every 10 articles about that incident Mm -hmm. are trying to portray it it's the whole you know ben shapiro a joke they did a spoof right and and it was all republicans and it, right it right wingers innocent. overreacting right and we're all gross bigots for overreacting to it it <clears throat> shapiro talks all the time about the republicans pounce me like democrats do something absurd but the headline says republicans pounce on their mistake 
right? right? Like, oh, poor innocent Democrats. Somebody said something they didn't really mean, and the Republicans pounced. It's like, no, Ilhan Omar is an anti-Semitic racist psycho. Right. She said it yet again today or yesterday or whenever, you know, like not, nothing in particular. It's just everything that comes out of her mouth is that right. Mm-hmm. But anytime somebody dares to point it out, it's the Republicans pounce on poor Ilhan Omar, right? Right. <clears throat> they. Bongino talks about this all the time. When you see chaos from the left, uh, particularly from the media, like uh, I've mentioned how no agenda plays these montages, right? Where. You name the anchor from CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, ABC, NBC, everything again, but Fox, right? And they'll all be using the exact same sentences. Like it, I mean, it's truly so scripted, right? That they all got a memo Mm -hmm. and they're all using the same terminology, whether it's COVID or whether it's, you know, spying policies or whether it's how to address the Hunter Biden disinformation campaign, right? They'll have the same talking points written out in the exact same script, right? So there's a message that gets around. But periodically, something happens for them that's so bad, they don't know what to do about it. So we've talked about critical race theory and the gigantic backlash against that. And the fact that at any given moment, probably as we speak, you could turn on one of these left-leaning news organizations and you could hear somebody talking about how crazy right wingers don't understand critical race theory. Right. But one is saying they don't understand it. The other is saying, well, it's not being taught in schools. And then the next is saying, well, it's being taught at the, you know, collegiate and and post and graduate level because it's high minded, you know, way of analyzing law. It has nothing to do. And then, but the teachers unions like, well, damn right. We're going to teach critical race theory. And, you know, point being they're all over the board as to how they want to address this huge problem that they have created for themselves, right? They're either, yeah, we're teaching it and we're going to keep teaching it, or no, they're not teaching it at all. And if you think that they are, you don't know what you're talking about. Meanwhile, story after story after story keeps coming out about the principles coming forth from critical race theory coming out in literally as young as kindergarten, right? He talks about how when you see that, when you see like the left media scrambling for a narrative, rather than in lockstep on the the predetermined narrative, that means Mm -hmm. he says you're over the target, right? Like you're directly over the target about to decimate the target because they're scrambling, trying to figure out how to approach it. Right. That's the same thing with the voter ID thing we were talking about and whatever the hell we were just talking about that. I lost my train of thought on what the hell were we just talking about? Um, Oh, the, the gay men's choir thing, like the, the scrambling frantic explanations and excuses for why that video was perfectly okay. And it's all the right wingers fault for making some, no, no, no. The San Francisco gay men's choir fucked up. They did something really stupid. Hey, and they might've thought it was cute and they might've thought it was harmless, but they were wrong. And, and it feeds into negative stereotypes. Take any responsibility for anything they've ever done. It feeds into negative stereotypes. I'm not going to throw rocks from my glass house. I mean, the Republicans do it too, but, Jeez, 100%. it's uh, it's glaringly obvious. Well, it's because one side controls social media and the flow of information in this country. Unless you watch Fox News, then it's all it's one sided. Um, but hey, this is you'll find this interesting. As we're as we're talking about what got us off on this whole thing was the White House preparing to fight back on covid vaccine disinformation. So I got my antibodies tested last week and. Um, which I think I mentioned I was going to do on the show. I don't have any antibodies. So my doctor calls me, you know, the fear mongering doctor that I have that I've had for a long time. I liked him before the pandemic. Um, 
Anyway, he says, hey, you don't have any protection. When are you leaving for Africa? And I was like, I leave on the 23rd. He's like, oh, you need to get Moderna or Pfizer. He's like, even Johnson & Johnson, you just need to make sure you get it before you go or you're risking your life. Again, reiterate. And I said, okay, thanks, doctor. Now, tell me about my testosterone because I'm not getting the shot. <laughs> well, anyway, that went well. Um, but it did make me, you know, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't start Googling Delta variant and was like, I never was like looking for appointments to get a shot. But it did make me think, oh, am I going to Africa unprotected if I don't have antibodies? But also, I don't see a lot of people getting COVID twice in the same calendar year even. So I'm thinking that was December. We're in, what are we, eight months away? I think I'm still good. I might, I might be stuck in Africa with COVID. I don't know, but I'm not getting a damn shot. So you obviously told me about this the other day, and mm -hmm. my response was <clears throat> there's a simple testing of the level of antibodies in your bloodstream as you speak demonstrate that you don't have lasting immunity against the virus. I don't understand the immune system well enough to be able to answer that question, but my hunch is that if your body has learned to produce antibodies, then it can start doing so if and when you're exposed to a particular virus. I don't, I mean, are you telling me that my bloodstream is coursing with antibodies for every virus that I've ever had at, you know, a hundred percent maximum levels all of the time, even 20 years after I had it? Like is the chicken pox antibody coursing around at detectable levels in my bloodstream, even though everybody knows if you've had the chicken pox, you've had the chicken pox, you don't get them again. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I don't, I don't, no. And I wish I had taken a moment to look it up before this discussion. But the minimal research that I did do on it, I found because there's studies that have come out over the last 90 days to your point about how it is uh, being reported, scientifically speaking, that the immunity lasts a year, that one of the places the antibodies are shown to be stored up is in the bone marrow of your femur. Hmm. So that's a the bone marrow of your femur is a place that, you know, produces blood cells and other types of cells that course through your bloodstream. So it would not be surprising. That would be a factory area for antibodies. Again, pretty much a layman's understanding, right? But mm -hmm. it's supported by the science on the matter. So my point is, why would you need to show a certain level of antibodies in your blood today to demonstrate you're still safe from it. You can go back to last March and April. I, the first person I knew personally that got COVID and got pretty damn sick from it was a guy and his wife from my church. <clears throat> they began getting tested weekly for the antibodies for the next two months because at the time they were trying to harvest. They were actually not just getting tested. They were giving blood, right? And they were trying to harvest antibodies to work on therapeutics and the potential vaccine and all that stuff. Yeah. And he was telling me that, we knew, we knew in May of last year that a month after you had it, your antibodies like dipped dip by half. And another right. month later, they've been cut in half again. So in, in other words, the point is there's this like exponential curve in reduction of antibodies. Yet a year later, to your point, the science is saying people are still immune from getting reinfected. So there's some kind of mechanism there that your body is using, I think, regardless of what your antibody count was. 
Mm-hmm. I say all that without having an MD by my name or without having thoroughly researched the topic. I would like for people, if they have been infected, if anyone listening has been infected twice in the same calendar year, like confirmed COVID. Confirm COVID because everybody I know is no. like, I got it in February. I got yeah. it in November. And that's not what we're fucking talking about. Did you lose your sense of smell twice? That's what we're talking about. Did you actually go get two tests and felt shitty? I want to hear from no, you. No, for sure actually, you had COVID. We'll, ha- we'll have you on the show. If you, if, if you could... I mean, we'll just take your word for it. But if you had confirmed tests, right? Hell, I'd, I'd like to hear that story. Yeah. And then whether you're going to. I don't know. I think it's crazy. Don't, don't expect that, the phone to start ringing off the hook. Yeah, I don't. Uh, probably fool's gold, right? I mean, it's what I'm saying. Getting COVID twice, right? It's what I'm saying. Making general sense. Like, no, why would your body crank out antibodies for a virus that's not being exposed to on a daily basis? The point is, did your body learn how to do it? Mm hmm. So that it can then crank them out when it needs to, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we need to de- do a deep dive on the Delta variant. That 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 is kind of interesting to me. But it's interesting because you have a lab-made virus that now got into humanity, and what do viruses do? They evolve. Right, so, and it, so far by the reports, it seems to have evolved exactly like it would be expected to. It's, sp- it's spreading more rapidly. It's not killing as many people. Mm-hmm. Oh, know, but the only but that's because of the vaccines, not because it's not as deadly. Which the vaccines don't protect you against Delta because it didn't exist. Right. <laughs> more importantly, apparently the vaccines don't protect you against the original strain six months after you had your second shot. So guess what you're getting now? A third. Yeah. I uh, spoke with our mutual friend who Dude, we've they're talked mixing about. and matching them now. Did you know that? that so yeah, and the who, and the who like, came out two days ago and said, don't do that. Oh, they did? Because I was reading yeah. an article last week that was like, hey, if you get the Johnson & Johnson, um, you could get that as a booster to your Moderna or Pfizer. Like, so now we're just, we're not only do, are we giving you experimental drugs, we want you to mix and match with and just see what happens. Right. Like, meanwhile, you know we meanwhile <clears throat> we're the lab rats. <laughs> Meanwhile, the FDA a year ago was saying that you can't give somebody a combination of hydroxychloroquine and, a, and erythromycin and zinc uh, and claim it as an effective treatment protocol because they'd never tested those three drugs together against this particular virus. You're not allowed to do that, but you are allowed to mix and match three different vaccines to improve your immunity, uh, All three, none of the three of which have been through typical proper uh, two-year-plus-long FDA approval processes. So I have a whatever, backer. dude. I'm just an anti-vaccine right-wing extremist, I guess. Right. Which neither it's it's I, <clears throat> people laugh at me when I say I'm not anti-vax because I I tell them you know, and I think people get tired of hearing that. But I'm just not putting an experimental drug in my body. You can do it. My wife did it. She might grow a third head and a second one before that. I don't know, but. Look, man, uh, you know, so I've got a buddy I've been debating with. He mostly you know what she does have, though, with. and I got to finish on on Aaron. She has developed aches in her knees, ankles and wrists. Didn't have it before. Has gotten hmm. all of the blood work done to see if she had Lyme disease. She got a rheumatoid, uh, rheumatoid arthritis test because the, the symptoms were kind of in line with that. Doesn't have that. I mean, she is a nurse. She works on her feet all day. Has she put those two and two connections together, or is that you? I've mentioned it multiple times. And when my antibodies test came back, I said, you know, honey, I wasn't getting the vaccine, uh, but your joint pain 
that you didn't used to have has damn sure made me not want to get the shot. Does she so, just deny that's a possibility or does she at no, least acknowledge she's not, that? She's not denying that. Yeah. Because she's had the the blood panels done and nothing's come up and yet she's having these flare-ups and okay, well, right now it's just a mystery. Ashley told me, mentioned to me the other day that uh, it's funny because when you, when these days when you get it, everybody you talk to asks, hey, did you have the vaccine? Did you get the vaccine? So like they want to know if you catch the virus, did you have the vaccine, right? <clears throat> and um, part of that is because everybody hears about these breakthrough cases like every freaking day, right? That more and more people are testing positive. And then Pfizer comes out and says, oh, we need to give everybody a third booster after six months. And the FDA is like, oh, no, you don't. There's no data for that. And Pfizer's like, uh, I, actually, we have the data. Here you go. Right. <clears throat> so all, for all those reasons, people are, you know, concerned. They want to know if, yeah, did you have the vaccine and get tested? By the way, my youth pastor, exactly that, double dose with Pfizer, been sick for a week with, vac- with the virus, lost really? the smell, lost the smell and everything. Yeah, um, anyway, wow. you know, didn't get hospitalized, but guess what? Neither did we. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get the vax. Anyway. I honestly had a moment yesterday where I was freaking angry. You know who I was angry at? Like, I was like, I can't smell. This has screwed up the whole world. I was angry at China. Yeah, I'm, I'm about, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> no, much like I'm angry world. at the Chinese Communist Party. No accountability. And no one has the stones to do anything about it. Like they've bullied the entire world here, given us what's killed friends and family for a lot of people. Wrecked society. Ruined the economy. Have taken away social norms that were just a part of everyday life that who knows if they'll ever come back. I am glad people are shaking hands again. I thought stole stole half your sense of smell. That's that's what really sparked the whole thing when I was sitting. I was like, man, I can't. I don't remember. It was a beer. It was a beer, and it tasted funny. And I was like, man, this IPA tastes like trash. And I know it's a good IPA. I love this IPA. And I got, and that's when I got mad. I was like, fuck China. Someone needs to do something. But Biden's like, hey, China. I saw an article today. Biden's trying to get this symbolic red phone, which is an emergency basically number to get in touch with China whenever he wants. Emergency cool. connection to Chinese Communist Party, please, for Joe Biden. All right, well, I think we're just rambling and raving at this point in time, maybe this whole episode, but I've enjoyed it. It's been therapeutic for me. I hope it has been for you guys. Did you have anything else, Chisholm? Did I cut you off there? Are you um, pissed China? I'm pissed. May, I'm very upset with the Chinese Communist Party, yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, but I'm also upset with the American Democratic Party. So <clears throat> there, may <laughs> be a con- there may be a connection there. Redistricting. The Did the I only, get it? The only thing. <laughs> I think that was right, right? The only other thing I was going to say was this. Con- the, w- a- Ashley had mentioned that when she talks to people and they ask about whether she had the vaccine and she says no, um, I guess she's getting further feedback where she says, you know, a lot of the people that she's talking to they're like yeah you know i got it and i've got this and i've had that and i you know like one lady in particular she knows has had chronic headaches ever since she got it horrible chronic headaches that nothing she takes can make them go away and that's been months now um that was just one example there were several though but anyway man um the side again, effects are only going to keep coming out i mean that's just the bottom line 
So it's an experiment. Now we're learning as we are the, the human population is the experiment. We're learning what the drug does to us. So yeah. my, my law school buddy and I and two other guys always kind of break each other's balls over this. He got the vaccine pretty much as soon as men our age were able to. And the other three of us haven't. And his what it boils down to for him is I don't want a Chinese communist, you know, uh, uh, you know, monster virus in my body. Yeah. And I've made the point to him, you know, the same dudes that made the monster virus made the vaccine, right? Because the same exact research <laughs> that we were funding that allowed for the creation of the virus. That, Cue up that, Bill that, Ingle, that, here's your sign. That's literally done so that we can make drugs to prevent it when it accidentally slips out of the effing lab and we created like all that's all that's just like it's all the same guys, man. And it's all the same purpose and it all came from the same place. So to his point, I got the virus. I am, have no reason to believe that there's not potential long term effects for me having had the virus that, you know, could vary that wouldn't be similar to the potential long-term effects we cannot yet predict from the vaccine. So we both right. agree at, at the end of the day, we at a minimum agree. He may be screwed because he took the vaccine. I may be screwed because I let myself get the virus. But the funny difference between him and me is he got the vaccine and can still get the virus. So right. he's like, that. that's just a plain, simple fact. now. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a simple fact. Now, one thing, if you haven't seen this, as we're, shit. yeah, as we're wrapping up here, uh, I did finally go and watch that John Stewart, um, just mic drop on the Colbert show. Yeah, you mentioned it on the show. I never went. And wa- I finally watched it the other day, and that was back in the middle of June, before, right. like Fauci. I think before Fauci's emails were even. Out. No, his emails were out. Uh, that was yeah, but 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 so it was before that left had started saying, oh maybe this got out of a lab. Uh, how do yeah. we? And Colbert was like, we're going to have to edit all of this. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it was brilliant. If you guys want to go back and look at something funny, watch John Stewart on the uh, Stephen Colbert show. Um, yeah. That's going to do it for episode 39. We'll be back with more rambling and Raven next week. Yeah, we might have a point. Yeah. We'll, 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 try, we'll try to have a point next week. I think we're generally pretty good. Like last week was movie review. Uh, this week was just shooting. No, like three out of every four times we have a plan. Yeah. We didn't. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, for Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith. Y'all have a great week, and we'll see you next time. It's called Podcasting. Yeah,